BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. together i feel like every time i do a solo episode i'm at home in my robe but now i'm in the studio in these pants that could double as pajama pants so it's basically the same but hello welcome back how's everyone doing i hope everybody's good i'm so excited for today because i kind of talked about this in the last solo episode but we are doing a full voicemail episode today. So everybody, a lot of people call in and leave voicemails for me to answer during story time. And then a lot of times there's just like not enough time to get to all of them. And there's so many. And I just want to chat with you guys and hear from you. So we're going to answer a bunch of voicemails today. So I feel like this will kind of be like, kind of like an advice episode, depending on what people call and ask, but it's going to be fun. So I'm excited. And that's that. That's pretty much all I have to say. So why don't we get into it? Marsh, are you ready for ready for the first one? I'm so excited too. I'm kind of nervous. Okay. Hi, Kelsey. My name is Kendra. I just wanted to call in. I love the pod. I'm going to let you know me and my partner just got done last night watching you and Cody's video about the sexy chefs on TikTok. And it was a great way to end the night on such a good laugh. And I love how you talked about the Taylor Lautner flip. What was that? I had to call or text my middle school best friend and ask her if we're in 2008. <laughs> I loved it. Have a good day. Bye. Oh my God, that was just like a little check-in. Love it. Thanks for calling. (laughs) No, but really, like I think about the Taylor Lautner flip every day. Every day. Did you see the Marsh? You didn't see Taylor Lautner do a a flip on a Taylor Swift's concert? (laughs) It was insane. It was insane. You should watch it because he's flip. He's He's a flipping guy. I mean, he's got to have some sort of training. I talked about it in the last episode, but 
yeah, he got excited at one of the, he was on stage at the Eras tour and he okay. he did a flip. I'm watching it now. Yeah. He he is like it makes so much sense like that he's a flipper. Right. Like him to do that would be like of course like he's not going to walk. I can't imagine him just walking out there. Um well I'm glad that you like and I'm glad you like the video of Cody and I reacting to the sexy chefs. That was a disturbing video that Cody made me record with him that I thought was going to be, you know, easy and fun and it scarred me for life. But it was really funny. So, thanks for calling. Hi, Kelsey, huge fan of the pod. I am in a very sticky situation in which my roommate has told me that she does not want me to have my boyfriend over a lot or even as much. My boyfriend even came up with a schedule and asked if he could stay over three days, not consecutively. She said no. She said two. And I mean, we'll take what we can get. I like my roommate a lot. And I was in a situation where a roommate significant of other was over way too much. So I totally empathize in that situation. But in the house that I share with my roommate, my bedroom and bathroom are completely separate from hers and in a different part of the house. They don't even need to see each other. My boyfriend is very, very quiet and respectful and doesn't leave any messes or anything like that out. And to add to the sticky situation, my roommate's parents own the house. So it is like her family house. And even though I am fully paying rent, I still feel like I'm kind of a guest in this situation. But unfortunately, it really is taking a toll on my relationship because my boyfriend does live 45 minutes away and he works in the town where I work, but it's just really tricky when he can't stay over. I really thought we were being respectful and I want to respect my roommate's boundaries, but I don't know what to do in this situation and I would love your advice. Bye. Oh my God. That kind of sucks. Okay. Well, listen, I have been in the situation before where I I was like sharing a room with someone in college and like we both would have our boyfriends over and like it kind of was like a lot, but we were sharing the same room. And so that's kind of where it got tricky. But I feel like in this situation, I think it's really kind of you that you're like respecting your roommate's wishes in the way that you are, because I think that you're obviously a very good roommate. But I think it's a little bit unfair what they're asking of you because, you know, it is their family's house and whatnot, but you're paying just as much to live there. And that's your home just as much as it is anyone's, especially, you know, you're paying the rent and you're living there. And I feel like, especially considering the fact that you have your own room and your own bathroom, you can kind of do what you want with that. You know, you can decorate it how you want. You can stay up until whatever time you want, watch TV whenever you want. Like, that's your space that you are paying for. And so I feel like if you want your boyfriend to stay over and be there, that's okay. Maybe a compromise would be, talking to your roommate about the shared spaces like the kitchen or the living room or whatever it is and like just say like you'll space out your time for when they want to use it and when when you're using it or when he's using it or whatever and or he you know doesn't need to be in there as much which is still kind of a struggle because I mean I just think that you're paying there paying to be there so he can be there if you want but 
I would just discuss the shared spaces as something that you guys can come up with a schedule for, but to tell you and him that he can't be there in your room and your bathroom that she's like not involved in. I don't think that that's necessarily fair. So maybe the compromise can be the shared spaces and not so much you guys just adhering to the schedule that she made because it's not fair to your relationship and it's not fair to you, especially since you're paying money to live there. So you have every right to like stand up for yourself and talk to her about what it is that you want and should get. And she should understand that because you're paying, you're paying to live there and you have separate rooms. I think it's okay. And just discuss the shared spaces, but you got to stand your ground a little bit and This relationship is obviously important to you and so is your roommate. So you don't want to like disrespect her. I totally understand that. But I think that you should stick up for yourself and your boyfriend. And if you want him to sleep over more than two nights a week, he's allowed to because it's your bed and your room and your money. So you can have a conversation with her and she should hopefully understand. Those are my thoughts. It's going to be okay. I'm sorry. That's I just don't think that's very fair. I don't know. What do you think, Marsh? I agree. <laughs> Marshall's only allowed to agree with me when we do these. That's my rule. <laughs> so as you all know, I have been very much on my makeup journey. And I just have been loving makeup, something I never thought was possible. And I've just been so into it. I've been into looking for new products and trying new things and also finding stuff that is like cruelty-free and made with clean ingredients, all of that. and. I have recently heard about Thrive Cosmetics and tried some of their products, which I've mentioned, and I'm obsessed. And most recently, I've tried the Brilliant Eye Brightener, and oh my God, it is so good. What it is, it's basically a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. So all you do is you apply it to like the inner corner of your eye, and then it looks like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't, which I usually haven't, but I always look like I have. Wouldn't you all agree? And it's just wonderful. The foolproof formula makes it so easy to apply and blend any of the 13 shades. And you can also use it as an eyeshadow. So you have like that perfect daytime glow, or you can use the metallic shades they have for an easy smoky eye. It really is just the best. I am no makeup pro yet, but it makes it so easy. And like I said before, it's 100% vegan and cruelty-free and made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. So there are no parabens, there are no sulfates, there are no phthalates, but it still works better than anything I've used. And I love it. And one more thing that I love about Thrive Cosmetics is that the word cosmetics is spelt cause, C-A-U-S-E, for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling education, domestic abuse, cancer, social justice, and more. You just have to try Thrive Cosmetics. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash circle time. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash circle time for 20% off your first order. Hi, Kelsey. This is Tally. I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm making myself some mushrooms. Mm. Um, that sounds so sketch. But anyways, I am graduating with my master's next year. And I'm honestly starting to think about the process of applying for jobs and getting my first job out of college. And I was just curious if you have any tips about job searching 
I would love to hear about your experience with your preschool job. Thank you so much. Love the pod. Listen to it all the time. Hope you have an amazing day. I'm going to eat my shrooms. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your shrooms. That sounds yummy. Okay, well, this is kind of a tough question for me, I feel like, because that was actually so long ago now that I applied for my teaching jobs and whatnot. But I'm not really sure I, I can answer this one, Marsh. Okay. I, like, don't remember. Yeah. And I got, like... And I, like, what's the question? Like, what's a good way to go about finding your first job? I would say go to the companies you want to work for. Instead of typing in the job title you want. Okay. Companies. Okay. That you're interested in. Look at their job listings. And then see from there, do any of these match my skills? Okay. Kind of searching in reverse. Yeah. You, know, you like the company. You might like, like, the mission statement. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the brand. Yeah. See, okay, maybe I wasn't searching the exact title. Yeah. This job would be perfect. Okay. So that's kind of my advice to my friend. Marsh, that is beautiful advice. Yeah, I would I would say 100% that take that advice, take Marshall's advice. And also, I think a lot of times people get in their head about the fact that like you got a master's in something, but then something else kind of interests you. Like say you do find a job at a certain company that's interesting, but it's like not in what you mastered in or something. And then all of a sudden you feel like you shouldn't do it because you went to school for something else. But I feel like you can use those skills that you learned in school in any situation. And if something interests you, just do it. Because a lot of times you think your life is going one way. Like I thought I was going to be a preschool teacher for literally my entire life. And things change, you know? And so I feel like if something interests you, just go for it. And it's okay that it's not exactly what you studied because you will figure out how to use those skills in certain ways. And just do what interests you. And don't be too hard on yourself about sticking to one specific thing. So, yeah. See where you can, like, transfer and apply. Exactly. Skill set. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Hello, Miss Kelsey. I hope you are well. It's Kate here. I am just calling because I was actually watching Girl Talk today and I watched all of the Girl Talk episodes all at once. And they reminded me a lot of story time. So I thought I would come on and pick one of my many issues to ask for your advice on. So I picked one. Do you ever get when you're in a group of guys and they're just too guy-like? Like they just take your jokes. They talk really loudly over you. Sometimes they just ignore you. And it can be really isolating as one of the only women in the group. So um, do you have any advice on that, on how to respond to it well without slapping guys across the face? Because that would be great if you did. But yeah, thank you so much for your advice and for offering it. And I know Miss Sandra Bullock's birthday is coming up soon. So, hey, wish her a happy birthday oh God, from me when you is. see her, okay? Thanks. Bye. I hope you have a good rest of the day. Wow. Kate, there's so many things that you said that were so interesting. Thank you for watching Girl Talks. It's been so long since I posted one of those, but this really is very similar. I will get to your question in one second, but also thank you so much for reminding me about Sandy's birthday. I have to celebrate. Is it? Can you look up Sandra Bullock's for July 26? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Have to go big for Sandy's B-Day. How old is she turning? 
says she's 58. 58? Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for reminding me of Sandy's birthday. It would have come and gone and I would have forgotten to celebrate. So I really appreciate that, Kate. I will make sure to celebrate again this year. But for your question, so your question was, you're one of the only girls in a big group of guys and they're all being very guy-like and not really letting you interject at all or be a part of the conversation. They're kind of just being a lot. And so you want to know how to be a part of those conversations without slapping them in the face, which would be so much easier if we could just slap all of the assholes in the face that we come across, wouldn't it? But we're not going to do that. We're going to we're going to think of some other ways to to get our point across. I feel like a lot of times if I'm in a group of guys, it's really easy to let them take over because a lot of times, you know, especially when like they get together, it's really like loud and especially if they're really good friends, there's a lot of inside jokes and it just can be like intense. But I think what you need to remember is that like you are just as much of like a human with a voice as they are. And they're just because they're louder does not mean that they're more important. And so like if you're feeling like, you know, someone's ignoring you or whatever it is, you don't need to be like, hello, I'm speaking. But like you, you can just be like, you can reiterate things that you said or just remember that like they just because they're louder, that does not mean that they need that they're like going to overpower you and like your jokes are just as important or whatnot. And I think like a lot of times a disconnect happens when like guys sometimes think that what they're going to say, a girl just automatically won't like, like whether it's a joke or whatnot. And so I feel like if you're engaging with what they're saying and then like you're also being more you're like actually using your voice and saying what you like you're really being a part of the conversation instead of letting them just take it over I think it will turn into something that can just flow but I think a lot of times girl like people just get intimidated by like loud groups of people and so they try to kind of like come for them a little bit and so like in like a mean way almost to show them that like you're also there. And I don't think that that's necessarily like helpful a lot of the time. I feel like instead of coming at it like aggressively, just come at it like you're not down here just because they're loud and they're up here. Like you are up there with them. And so don't cower at their obnoxiousness, you know, just like match it almost in a sense and show them that you do have a voice and you are funny because I think it's easy to just like let them shine in in times when they're being very loud but like you're just as much a part of the conversation as they are and I don't really know if that was helpful because I feel like you kind of just have to like be in it to do it but I think it is helpful to know that like they are not any more important or what they have to say you're what you have to say is probably like funnier and cooler anyway so if you just say it and you make sure that they hear it, they'll love it. And I really don't know if that was helpful, but I hope that it was. And you can call in with any of those other problems that you say that you have. And I'm going to try to help you any way I can, Kate. I'm going to do my best. Next one. Hey, girly. I just want to say I love the podcast. I love you. Congratulations to you and Cody on your marriage. My question is, how do you, well, how does one 
stop struggling so much with depression and anxiety. I have ADHD and depression and I struggle really hard with it. And I just want to know if you have any advice. No worries, no, thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Oh, God, my phone went unlocked now. <laughs> thank you. Love you. Bye. I feel like everybody that calls in has such beautiful accents. Okay, this this question is not easy because I don't think that these situations are... There's not just one answer, you know, for how to feel better when you're feeling depressed or anxious or any of that. But I feel like something that helps me personally, this is just what I tend to do if I'm feeling anxious is uh, what helps me a lot is just to kind of like face it head on and like, like look at myself and be like, I know that these feelings that you're feeling like this will pass. And so what is something that you can do now to accept it and to like be okay with the fact that it's happening but then like what's one thing that you've always done that's always made you feel better and like sometimes it's like literally turning on a Mary Kate and Ashley show that I used to watch when I was a kid I feel like a lot of inner child stuff helps me a lot to feel more connected to myself when I'm feeling like disconnected to my adult self if I do something that I loved to do when I was younger whether it's watch a certain certain show or like eat a certain food or just like go outside and listen to certain songs, like put on a playlist from like back in the day and just listen to certain songs. Like I'm then reminded of how much bigger the picture is and it helps me feel more grounded in like where I'm at on that day, if that makes sense. And that is something that I love to do and I do it often and I feel like it really helps me and I think when I was really like if I struggle a lot with being anxious it like it wouldn't help to just like try and ignore it that doesn't help for me so I like really like accept the fact that this is what's happening and now that I like can like acknowledge it for what it is What's something that like I know can bring a smile to my face, whether it's like literally anything, even just like getting out of bed and like going outside for 10 minutes, that'll help. Or like just anything to just move around a little bit has always seemed to help me. So maybe try something like that. But I think that it's really important to know that you are not alone and that these feelings are things that, you know, so many people are feeling and we will get through it. All right. I have so many of you sweet circlers who call in during story time and talk about dating situations and dating, how to get back out there after a breakup, whatever it is. And I also see a lot of that actually on the Geneva too, like whether it's wanting to meet new people or whatever it is. I see a lot about dating and I am here to help in any way that I can, which is why I want to talk about Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted because Hinge is the intentional dating app that actually works. Why is that, you ask? Well, Hinge is different. You can easily build a unique profile using their feature called Hinge Prompts. Prompts help you showcase your personality to share your interests, your humor, your dating intentions, whatever it is. Your potential matches can then respond to your prompts, so you're skipping 
all of that annoying small talk and getting straight to those more meaningful conversations, which I just think is so wonderful. I just love that you can actually tell if someone gets your sense of humor or has a sense of humor themselves or is into the same things as you just by, you know, responding to your prompts. And I have really loved helping my friends with their prompts because it's just so fun to let your personality shine and be yourself so you can find someone who matches you and you don't have to try to be someone else on the date. They already know who you are. You know what I mean? The prompts are fun. They're exciting. Like if I was answering one, I would answer the one that says, I won't shut up about, and I would obviously say, I won't shut up about how Frappuccinos are superior because then I know that the person for me would agree and they'd be fun and they'd embrace the fraps and they'd live a little. I know so many people who have met their person using Hinge and I know my circlers can too. So if you're looking for a meaningful relationship, download Hinge today, meet someone great, and then delete Hinge when it feels just right. Hi, Kelsey, long time fan of the pod and the YouTube, big fan of you and Cody and all the content you guys put out. Just wondering if you guys were ever going to do a fashion review for the recent Met Gala. I know it would be a little late and I didn't mean to put pressure on you, but you know, we all want to see it. Just wondering. That is a really good question. I know I really failed the fashion community by not doing a Met Gala fashion review this year. So I'm really sorry about that. And I I would do one. Like, I still think about doing it, but I'm like, that was in May. That was May 1st that that happened. And would anybody care to watch that? I don't know. But I will do something to make it up for the fashion community one day. Maybe I'll do one. But I'm sorry I didn't do one this year. Things were just kind of crazy. We were leaving for Australia the next day and... Then we were gone for a long time and it was just tough to squeeze it in. But there'll be something one day to make up for it. I promise. I promise. Scout's honor. Okay. Hunter. Hi, Kelsey. My name is Hunter. I live in Toronto and I have recently become a preschool teacher. And I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to help children with the transition of gaining new teachers and becoming comfortable with them. Oh my God, what a good question. Wow, how exciting. It's such a crazy, crazy job. It really is. But, and I know I like it's hard when they start with a new teacher because you like you have to get them to trust you. I feel like something I would do at the beginning of every school year was really just like, you know, be very gentle and show them that the classroom is like very much a safe space and whatnot, but something that always helped like when they would come into the classroom in the day, you know, when their parents are dropping you off and they you, you want them to feel comfortable with you and they want their parents to leave and them to not be worried about them and whatnot, is to have some sort of like coloring kind of activity there and so like you're sitting at the table with all the crayons and you're like oh can you come draw me like what you had for breakfast or like get to know them and something that makes kids open up a lot I've learned is like when you just ask them about like their dad like what's your dad's name or like what's your mom's name or what did you have for breakfast or do you have a dog or can you come draw a picture of what your house looks like and like then because that's something they're really familiar with 
And then as they're doing that, you kind of ask them some more questions. They're talking to you, maybe like be a little silly. They'll laugh and then they'll realize that like coming to school is fun, you know? So that was always like kind of my go-to. And then like just a lot of like singing and reading good stories and reassuring them that like at the end of the school day, their mom or dad or whoever it is comes and picks them up and it's like safe when they're at school and just making them feel like going into the classroom is going to be like a fun, safe thing for them that will end that then then they can go home and it's not like they're I think a lot of times they get worried that they're going to be like left at school forever so just reminding them that like mommy and daddy always come back that was always something I said yeah that's what I would do just in the mornings just have like fun activities like coloring always helped coloring was a big one and then like going bringing them to a window so they can like wave bye to their parents and stuff and then bringing them over and getting them situated and then you just start asking them about like home and stuff and then they'll they'll open up and they'll become more comfortable with you so that's my tip my teacher tip wow that brought me back i miss the preschool days sometimes hi kelsey i don't think you've answered a question like this before but my question is if you have a significant other who is attempting or training for some sort of large athletic feat that you maybe can't relate to or not doing the same thing what is the best way to support them through it to the end thanks love the pod that's a good question one that hits very close to home something that i do a lot i would say like just because you might not know exactly how they're feeling or whatnot like when they're training you can be there when they finish and before they start to make sure that they like have everything they need or like are feeling okay or just just like being I think interested in it and like being just as excited for them that they are getting out there and like that when they come home and they tell you like oh I just ran good just finished 16 miles or whatever it is and you could be like holy shit that's amazing like just making making them know that like you what they're doing you find what they're doing to be amazing and like that you're interested in it I think just like feels good and like on the day of the races or whatever like be very present and show up in every way that you can bring snacks bring whatever it is make signs like just I think just showing that you care about it even if you can't relate to like ever wanting to do it I think just like showing that you're proud of them and that you think it's really cool and like being just as excited for them as they are matching their excitement is the most you can do. And like, don't just be like, I don't get it. Like, why do you want to run 16 miles? Be Just be like, holy shit, 16 miles. That's amazing. Like, let's go. Woo. What's next? You know, you really got to just like have the energy because they're like really exerting a lot of physical things. <laughs> so you want to make sure that like you're like, that source of energy. I'm fist pumping right now for those of you who are not watching this. Yeah, just bring the energy, you know, and let let them know that what they're doing is amazing and that they are amazing. And just keep, you know, inspiring them in that way. And just be there at the end and at the beginning. And they'll love you for it. And take them to lunch afterwards. 
Oh, take them to lunch. Let them nap. That was something that I had to learn because like Cody would go on long runs and I would be like, okay, well, now that you're home, let's go do something. And he'd be like, I need to nap. So like let him do a quick nap and then take them for a nice lunch. The beauty of being with someone who is doing all of this is the amount that you get to eat as well. I mean, the shit that I was eating when Cody was training, like he's like, I just trained so much. Like I really want a burrito. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's get burritos. Like you're just, you're kind of just like, you're like carbo loading with them. Like night before a race, you're like eating delicious spaghetti and like garlic bread. Like I just, you know, like be there for the food for sure. And with the food and they'll love you. Hi, Kelsey. It's Eleanor here. I'm due to graduate college next month and I was wondering if you have any advice for, you know, navigating life after college and kind of entering that next chapter of adulthood, which can be, you know, kind of daunting. So, yeah, thanks. I'm a huge fan of the show. Wow. So many international circlers. Who knew? Okay, anyway, so I think that that is a great question. I think a lot of times that people graduate from college and think that like your life is going to be over right because like college is supposed to be and for some people it is like the time of your life you know but I really feel like my life like truly started to begin after I graduated college like that is when there is just it feels like it's going to be daunting and you're just going to work and coming home and blah 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 but like you're an adult, you're making your own money and like you have all of the freedom that you had in college, but like just a little bit more adult, but in kind of a fun way still. And I just think that like being fresh out of college and living life, you experience so much more than you realize you're going to because you realize how much bigger the world is. It's not just like your small university and the people in your classes and the people in your fraternity and sorority or your clubs or whatever you're in. Like, it's not just that. It's like, the whole world. And so like you have so many opportunities to meet new people and so many opportunities to try things that are out of your comfort zone. And I just think that it seems really scary to like go into the real world when in reality, it's actually like can be really exciting and really fun and like really cool to feel like an adult and be an adult. And so try and like do things outside of your comfort zone and just embrace it as like an exciting new chapter and not like, well, I guess I'm just working now because you're you're allowed to literally do whatever you want, you know? And I just, I think it's really fun. And so I feel like don't be scared that it's going to be daunting and boring and like your life is over and you're old because like you're so young and you have so many exciting things coming for you. And I would, I'm excited. Like when people when you're graduating college, like it's like such an exciting time. So just embrace it all. And it's going to be great. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what you do. Another thing that I always get questions on, a lot of circlers have mentioned this, that they are entrepreneurial. And I always get questions on how to start growing a brand or working for yourself. And something that I used to struggle with a lot is the actual starting part because I would have an idea or a vision and I would get so overwhelmed with worrying about where to start that then I would just put starting off. That was until I found Squarespace. And Circle Time is sponsored by Squarespace, which is so exciting. 
If you don't know what it is, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So if you're just starting out or you're trying to grow your brand, whatever it is, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, sell products or content or anything all in one place and all on your terms. It is the best. Some of the features they have that I just love personally and find to be so helpful are the asset library where you can upload, organize, access all of your content and manage all of your files from one place. It's like one central hub and you can use them across the platform, which is so easy. They have custom merch so you can easily sell custom merch and create that income stream to engage your audience and boost your brand. And they have the flexible website templates that I personally find to be so helpful because you can just customize the site to exactly how you want it to look, what features you want on it, and it looks professional. And something I need is for it to be easy to navigate. All of these things are easy to navigate and use, which I really need because sometimes I get a little bit technologically challenged and Squarespace just makes it so easy and they just make everything feel possible. So you have to try it for yourself. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash circle time to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Hi, Kelsey. My name is Brittany. I'm from Wisconsin. I just wanted to start off by saying that I absolutely love your vlogs, your podcast, everything. I'm a circler. So congrats on being amazing. Thank you. Uh, The thing I want to talk about today is actually moving in with your parents after not living with them for a while. I just graduated college and still trying to figure out where I'm going to go next. So I'm moving in with my parents and I'm realizing that I'm not liking the person I am with my family in comparison to who I was when I was not living with my family. I can feel myself picking up like old habits that I'm not necessarily liking. So I was wondering what sort of advice you had for that situation, being true to yourself while going back to like a past self, if that makes sense. So uh, let me know what you think. I love the podcast once again, and I hope you have an amazing day. Was a good question. Also, I really like your voice. Okay, yeah, this is a really good question. I think I feel like you're already like, you've already made the jump. Like you're already aware enough that you're reverting into old habits that you don't like and that you like the person that you were when you weren't living at home. And so I feel like you have already seen and met and know that person that you, that version of yourself that you like. And you have every right to grow and learn so much about yourself. And I think your family I don't know that they will understand it, but they should understand it. And what you like you you're an adult now, you're graduated from college and like you have to instead of just giving in to like the old habits and being like, well, it's because I live at home. Like now that you know that person that you love and that you want to be like, you have to actively make an effort to listen to her and like do what you know that you want to be doing and not just like falling into like old habits just because you're at home because I think like that's just your situation like that's just where you're living but it doesn't make or break every single thing about you so like now that you know the version of you that you love do everything that you can to honor that version whether it was like just little things little habits that you had when you were living on your own I'm sure you can make some of them possible by in in your current living situation 
and like really try to honor those things that you found out about yourself that you loved. And it might be difficult because there are other people around and it's your family and you know, you're under your parents' roof and all of that kind of stuff. But I feel like you, you're not like you can leave the house and go do things for you and like, just make sure to be listening to that girl and not just like giving in to the old girl who's trying to like make herself get herself back in there. Don't let her in. Just like acknowledge her, but like honor the version of you that you love and do just one little thing, two little things a day that make sure that you are still like helping that, that version grow and like honoring and respecting that version. And, you know, like, do what you got to do. I moved home after college too. I moved back in with my parents, but like, you know, save some money, do what you need to do to get back on your own so you can be fully that version of yourself again. But until then, that's okay. Just do a few little things a day that make sure that you know that you're like still honoring that person and not just giving into the past one. You know, I hope that helps. It's tricky living with your parents, but it'll be okay. Hey, Kelsey, hope you're doing well. I'm a huge fan and I'm so, so proud of everything you've accomplished as someone who's been watching you forever. I have a question. I want some relationship advice. Hopefully you hear this. I feel like you're a good person to give me this advice. I've been dating the same person for about seven months now, and I'm very, very in love with this person. Everything is going great, and I'm really happy with this person. I just have trouble kind of slowing down and not immediately trying to take it to the next step. I don't know if that makes sense, but I already want to like move in and like propose. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just trying to enjoy where we are right now because we are in a very happy relationship and I just need some advice on how to like slow that down or if it's too, too soon. How come everybody has like really good voices? Everybody sounds wonderful in these voicemails. This is a funny question because I think it's tricky because I do think that there a lot of times people get really caught up on there being like a certain timeline for things. And, you know, like you shouldn't move in with someone until it's been this many years or whatever it is. And when it really comes down to it. It's every single relationship is different. And I totally understand why you're feeling that way. I mean, I moved in with Cody after like six months of us dating. So maybe I'm the wrong person to be covering this topic. But I do feel like a lot of times it's really easy to like see where other people are or get really excited about something and then just kind of want to like jump the gun and get there too. But like I just said, not everybody's timeline is the same. And if things are good, like it's good that you already know that you want to just like take a second and appreciate things for the way they are. Because I think a lot of times like you get so people get so caught up in just wanting to move forward. And then all of a sudden you've done everything that you were excited about. And it's like, okay, well, what now? So I feel like it's kind of fun and exciting to have like little things that you're that are like that you're leading up to. Like when Cody and I moved in together, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to get engaged for a long time. Like because I want to have something to look forward to. And 
Then we waited like a year and a few months to get married. And so I think because time just flies, it really does. And so I feel like time, like time is going to keep flying. It's already been seven months, right? And so it will keep going. And you just need to like be in the moment with your partner and the person that you love and like just enjoy it for what it is. And sure, have those conversations, see where they're at. Maybe they want to wait a little longer. I think the only way that things like that work, moving in together, getting engaged, getting married, whatever it is, the only way that things like that work is when both of the people are actually on the same page. And so many times it takes one person to reach, like one person's already there and then it just takes the other person a little bit longer, which is completely normal. I don't think it's bad to like open the door to these conversations at all, but like don't fret if like your partner is not ready for that kind of stuff. And if you guys look at each other and you're like, yeah, we're, we're ready to move in together. It makes sense. You know, your lease is ending. My lease is ending. I know it's kind of early, but we both feel good about this. It's okay to do it. I just don't want you to feel like you have to, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like you think you have to. I think that if it feels right, then go for it. Because if it feels right, it feels right. And I just feel like you should just listen to those feelings, but make sure that like your partner is on the same page as you. And even if you do happen to move in together, like always take a step, like look outside of it for a second. Like, like you're watching it in a movie and like, see how amazing it is. And like, really appreciate it for what it is and like how lucky you are to have found someone that you want to live with within seven months like and how you wouldn't want to lose that so you should just be in it and embrace it but I don't think it's necessarily a bad problem to have if you're feeling excited about someone and you want to take those steps that's amazing because I think a lot of times it takes people a long time to find that so I think that's great and open open the floor to discussing it because things take longer takes longer to find a place to plan. So if you want to start talking about it, open the conversation. And it's okay if they want to wait a little bit longer. It doesn't mean that they don't feel the same way. It's just they're just taking a little bit longer, and that's totally normal. So I think it, the way you're feeling is okay. And just make sure that you're not spending every day wishing you were doing the next thing. Spend every day just happy to be with that person and those things will will happen. But don't just think, like, don't wake up and be like, well, if we live together, blah, 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 blah. Because like, then you're not even in your relationship. Then you're just thinking about the next thing. So make sure that you're like appreciating it every day and like living in the moment in it every day. But if you want to start having those conversations and taking those steps, I think that's totally fine. There's no timeline, really. That's that. Hi, Kelsey. Big fan of the podcast. I am moving into my first apartment ever after college where I won't have any roommates or anything. So it's like my very first own place, which is super exciting. And I was wondering if you could give your, I don't know, like top 10 list or something of must have apartment first home essentials. So awesome. Thank you. Oh my God, that is a fun question, but it's like such a silly question for me because I'm such a kitchen gadget girl (laughs) that like has so many unnecessary kitchen gadgets that I cannot live without. (laughs) 
So this is going to be tough for me to think of. I'm, I'm assuming we're talking outside of like a couch and the bed. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stray away from the, the main furniture and I'm going to go into things that I think that you need every day. First of all, it's very exciting. I'm very excited for you. I would say, oh my God, this is like, this is, I have a machine that makes almond milk for me. <laughs> like you probably don't need that. Okay. That's going to go, that's going to go maybe top 20, but not top 10. I feel like what you need to do is like get some good pots and pans, you know, some good like big utensils, like stirring spoon, like, you know, some good quality, good quality pots and pans and good quality like serving spoons and like spoons to cook pasta with and stuff. Cause you're probably going to be doing, I'm, I mean, I actually don't know, maybe Maybe you're a chef just, but for me personally, I was making like a lot of pasta. I say was, I just made mac and cheese like two nights ago. So like I'm, I would just get a lot of like solid utensils and solid pots and pans. And then I would go, this is kind of rogue, but like one of those lemon juicers, I use that shit every single day. I don't like seeds and I don't have to deal with seeds anymore. So one of those I love. Something else that I can't live without, and that maybe you're not an egg girl, but I am a hard-boiled egg girl and I have a little egg cooker that I put my hard-boiled eggs in and then it just hard-boils them and I don't have to like do too much. That I've found to be really helpful. And what else? I would say... Something like that I love is like a hot drink in the morning, whether it's like tea or coffee or like sometimes I put like apple cider vinegar and honey and lemon in a hot cup of water, whatever it is. But like a good like kettle, I think is a really good one. Unless you're like an espresso girl or a Keurig girl, like I feel like a good quality kettle in your kitchen that's easy to use and like looks cute that's a good thing and a good blender that's something that you're going to need and a strainer these are all things that you don't even think about and then one day you're like trying to cook pasta and you realize you don't have a strainer or like you want to make a smoothie and you realize you don't have a blender type of thing so like though just like little gadgets like that I feel like are are necessary make sure you get some good towels I think towels are a good thing to like invest in and a solid robe just to lounge. You're living alone now. You can be so comfy. Get some comfy, get a comfy robe, comfy slippers, comfy PJs, a weighted blanket, you know, all of those things. Just make yourself as comfortable as you can be and a good candle and that you plug in that like isn't not like a not an actual lighter but it's like an electric lighter. I love my one of those. Get into candles. I love cutting the wicks and using the little thing to put them out. Just makes me feel good. So just like little things like that that make your house smell good and feel good and feel cozy. And if you don't have any animals, you can get like essential oil diffuser. I loved my my oil diffuser. But apparently it's like certain oils aren't good for animals. So I haven't been using it lately. But 
That's a good one too. And don't forget like multi-purpose cleaner for your counters and like a Swiffer and a vacuum and all of that stuff. And you should be good to go. That's Kelsey's list of household essentials. Those are pretty much what I use every day. So there you have it. Is it cringy that I am obsessed with my TikTok LED lights? It, that is not cringy. It's like purple in there. It's red. That's beautiful. It's whatever you got to do to set up the zone. The yeah. Whatever makes you happy. That's just what you have to do. It's not cringy, though. Should we do like one more? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to do one more. This time flew. This was fun. Hey, Kelsey, it's Casey. Love the pod. I'm actually listening in backwards order. Like I started with your most recent podcast and I'm just working my way back. So I'm kind of listening to things in the complete wrong order, but love it regardless. I actually just listened to a podcast where you said that your mom was your own teacher in elementary school, which is really funny. And I was just wondering if your mom is the reason why you became a teacher. So let a girl know, love you and your pod again, and have a great day. Wow, that is a good question. Also, my mom is on summer break right now, and her and my dad want to come see the studio. So maybe we can, they can pop in and say hi to the circlers one day, and we can get the real tea on little Kelsey. But was my mom the reason I wanted to become a teacher? I would say that she was. I think that... I mean, my mom's always been like my number one inspiration for everything. So I feel like that was definitely a huge part of me wanting to become a teacher. My mom does teach older kids. Like she teaches like eighth grade. She taught eighth grade for a long time. She's just sixth grade now. So it's a little bit different because I like don't think I could do that. But I think that's what makes her so amazing. And I think that was like the main thing that made me want to be a teacher was seeing my mom do it. And not even when she was teaching me necessarily, but just like as I was growing up, seeing her be a teacher, I always just, I always, oh my God, hello. Okay. I always just thought it was like the coolest thing. Like I just thought it was so cool that she was a teacher and then I would go home and like pretend play teacher. So yeah, I would say that was the number one Number one thing that got me wanting to be a teacher was my mom. Shout out mom. And the other thing was just the fact like when I realized I wanted to teach little kids was just because I like any chance that I got to interact with a young child. I just thought it was like like I felt so fulfilled and I just like wanted to fill up their brains with so much knowledge. And it always just brought me so much joy. And so I knew that that's kind of what I wanted to do. And yeah, I had a good, I had a good example of it being my mom. So there we have it. That was a really good question. Thanks for asking. And we'll get my mom in here one day and maybe my dad and they can say hello to the circlers. (laughs) I think that would be fun. And that's that. That's the end of our voicemail only, only story time episode of Circle Time. And that was really fun. I'm so glad that we did that. I feel like we should make that a more common occurrence so that way we can get through all of the voicemails. And if you're listening to this and you want to know how to leave a voicemail, you can look in the description of the episode wherever you're listening or the description of the YouTube video. And there's a link that says like, leave a voicemail here and you can do that. 
So that's that. What a fun episode. I love hearing from you guys and like hearing your voices and like it actually just interacting with you guys makes me so happy. So thank you for everyone who calls in and leaves voicemails. And if we didn't answer this time, hopefully next time. And that was that. So thank you all for listening and I love you all. And I'll see you next time. Bye. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.